0: Welcome everybody, my name is Alexander Greb, I'm the pre Lead Strategy for S4HANA at SAP and you had just the right idea in listening to the SAP Experts podcast. Well, I hope you remember episode 8 of our podcast series featuring the right approach to S4HANA. Uwe Grigolai told about the FISMAN case. FISMAN is an international manufacturer for heating, industrial and refrigeration systems, and they had a quite clear case to move to s Inventory savings in two-digit millions as a result of an ERP transformation to s made the path quite clear and easy for a fast decision to do the move. But of course, not in all cases, it is easy as that. Imagine a typical approach to s well, while pitches mostly cover the general benefits, which is okay for an first approach, you have to second that with an individual option. That means the customer wants to know what's in for him specifically and individually. And that's where an answer with the modern process architecture of the 21st century can quite often not so easily given when manually approached. It's all about questions on which you could spend months. And that's why SAP offers you intelligent tools that can do that for you. And today I'm very pleased to have the man here in Waldorf, whose team is behind those great helpers like the Business Scenario Recommendations Report and the Pathfinder, Mr. Vasilios Lolas. He is as Vice President and Global Head of Customer Value Experience responsible for smoothening your path to become an intelligent enterprise. So let's welcome him here. At the SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome, Mr. Vasilios Lolas. Thank you very much. Great to have you here on this, let's call it late night version of this show. Okay, what we are going to talk about today, you have in your portfolio really interesting things which make transition to S4HANA for customer easier. One which I think a lot of people already know, already work with, is the so-called BSR. Can you talk about a little bit? With
1: pleasure. So the BSR is the Business Scenario Recommendations for SAP S4HANA. And the, the starting point for this is typically a situation where Um, We talk to the IT folks in the company Mm -hmm. and they say, listen, even if we IT folks are convinced of S4HANA, we still need to get the buy-in from our colleagues in the business. And um, please help us in explaining to the business executives and the business stakeholders what's in it for them if we move to S4HANA. And please do this in a way that is relevant and that is understandable in a a, language that they can speak that corresponds to their business language. So what we try to do with the business scenario recommendations is exactly this. We are trying to make the story around S4 HANA consumable by business people, by business executives, to be more specific, and relevant for them. So if you look at motivations of why you would move to S4 HANA. There's basically three main categories. One is because um, your company's business model is totally changing and you decide that or you understand that your current ERP cannot help or support that new business model anymore. A second reason will be that you say um, it is a purely IT-driven project where the CIO decides to move to a new platform without a major business impact or change in order to make the company future-ready for coming innovations. And in between, you have the case where, let's say, the, um, the, the processes of the company do not dramatically change, the business model per se does not change, but you want to use S4 HANA in order to do better or much better what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. It's in this third case that the BSR has the biggest impact. Because what we do is we look into the way your business processes run today in today's ERP. Um, we look for process performance indicators, and I'll give you a few examples in a moment, and we connect them to typical business goals. So, for example, a CFO might say, I want to reduce my DSO, I want to improve my liquidity, I want to reduce my day sales outstanding. So we look into the system for indicators which are influencing day sales outstanding, like overdue invoices or um, invoices that got stuck in the process somewhere, etc. And in the next step, what we do is we look at what the customer is using today. And we say, hey, here is some functionality which might be helpful for you, which you are not using at all. So where is it that S four Hana can help me? Yeah. And we'll, we'll I'll describe a few examples in a moment. But this is the the core thing about this is that we come from something which is very generic, yeah, and we make it tangible for the business owner by showing him or her their own situation in which they are at the moment, and we attach to it the S four Hana capability that help in. Addressing the business need of
0: optimizing, getting better, etc. A translator of SAP language into a language that customer business actually understands. I think there are customers who have waited for that like for forty <laughs> years now.
1: <laughs> and it's it's very good that you name it because this was one of the guiding principles when yeah. we when we wrote the content for the for the business scenario recommendations. We explicitly tried to avoid SAPese language.
0: Japanese is S- that's, that's beautiful. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Japanese, <laughs> and we we tried actually to use the language that a business executive would identify with. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Let Let me go a little bit a step back because mm-hmm. I want to jump on that. Um, when a customer says, "Hey." This is something I really dig. Um, what is the first step? So the BSR itself is nothing like where you get, of course, I think, uh, you will not get a disk where it's on mm-hmm. and you install it. it. It's, of course, something different. How mm-hmm. how can I use it? How can I connect mm-hmm. with that? So the BSR is a
1: report that comes in a PDF format. Um, why a PDF? Um, why is it not online? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because keep in mind, the, the audience of this is a business executive. These people typically do not have an S user. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's it must true. be something that they in a format that they, that they can them. read. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's a PDF. It's an interactive PDF. You can click around, mm-hmm. yeah. but you can also print it out. I was talking to an assistant of a board member, mm-hmm. and she said to me, wow, it's great, because my boss wants everything in a printout. I mean, yes, we're in 2019, but there's still people... Exactly, that's, yeah. uh, that's still a common process. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's the, this was the idea behind why, why it's a PDF. How do you get this? Um, from a technical perspective, it starts with a basis administrator who implements two nodes in the current ERP system, um, and these two nodes will create a zip file which contains the information... That we need in order to create the report. What is, it, what is in there? Basically it's two things. It's um, information about which transactions have been used how often. So technically speaking is the ST03N, the workload monitor. And the second information which contains um, the values for these business process performance indicators, mm-hmm. um, together with some more detailed information which are then displayed in the report. By the way the good thing is once you create that file Mm -hmm. you can open it, you can read the content Mm -hmm. so we've made it in a a way that it's man readable content and you can still decide whether you want to send it or not. Mm -hmm. Once you have that file um, you go to the website Mm www.s4hana.com there you can upload that file you need to accept the terms and conditions. Um, and uh, a few business days later, you will receive your own personalized report, which has been built based on the data that you send in.
0: I guess uh, the information, those files I upload there, contains mm-hmm. uh, nothing critical in a sort of security. Yeah, so
1: it does not contain any personal data, mm-hmm. no personal data it does not contain any data that um, would be usable for a license audit. So, for example, when I say that we're looking at the transaction usage, Mm -hmm. what we collect is which transaction has been used how often Mm -hmm. and with how many dialogue steps and how long it took. But we don't know whether it was one person or a thousand persons users who use that transaction or their profile, etc this we don't know at all same for the business data. Um, the business data that you send does not contain any monetary values I before I use the example of the overdue invoices, so what you will send us is the information that there are ten thousand overdue invoices um, then some information about the time distribution, so out of the 10,000, 3,000 are overdue for more than three months, 2,000, are etc. Um, and also the top five um, company codes where this happens. This will allow you to do a first uh, investigation. What it does not contain is the question about what's the value of these invoices. So we don't know whether this is one euro, or a million euros mm-hmm. and we did this on purpose because again this is we feel that this would be um, company confidential data some companies might not have a problem with this others would
0: understandably.
1: understandably and this is why in the in the PDF report itself we do not have this information having said this, one of the follow-up steps after the business scenario recommendations report has been created, Um, will be or can be that the customer asks SAP to configure the so-called business process improvement suite in Solution Manager. Mm -hmm. The business process improvement suite is the next step when it comes to drill down after the BSR. Mm -hmm. It's an interactive tool which runs on the customer's Solution Manager which pulls data in real time about these process performance indicators, including the possibility to do a drill down down to the individual document level. Mm -hmm. Again, this runs on the premise of the customer Mm -hmm. in their solution manager and gives them the possibility to monitor performance continuously, but also to do this root cause analysis and drill down.
0: Two questions about it. Mm-hmm. The first question is, um, is there something like a minimum version mm-hmm. I have to have within my ECC so this is applicable? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what kind of, let's say, so is there something like a minimum scope my solution manager has to be installed and mm-hmm. worked with and versioned with and so on um, to be able to, to execute that?
1: So let's distinguish between the question of what do I need in order to get my business scenario recommendations report Mm -hmm. and what do I need afterwards in order to do these drill downs Mm -hmm. in order to do your um, or to request your business scenario recommendations report you need no solution manager Mm -hmm. so this works without solution manager without early virtual alert, none of these you just implement these two nodes you need to be on one of the later ST APIs Mm -hmm. But this is typically not an obstacle. So, so customers who are somehow maintaining their uh, ERP system um, do not face any uh, challenges with this. Okay. Just as a side note, um, some customers may be aware of the readiness check, mm-hmm. which is looking at the technical side. The extractors and the notes that we use for the BSR mm-hmm. are the same that are used for the readiness check. So in other words, these two tools go hand in hand. Business scenario recommendations for the business side, readiness check for the technical side. The notes that the customer needs to implement are largely the same. A customer who has already executed a readiness check, readiness check 2.0, I must say, Mm -hmm. with the push of a button can request a business scenario recommendation. Vice versa, for the business scenario recommendation, um, a customer who has... Executed a business scenario recommendation with adding just a few more nodes can execute the um, the readiness
0: check, which is which makes absolute sense because you basically want to know both things and both dimensions.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And we try to make our customers' life easy. I, I know this is not always the perception with we regards to SAP, but Absolutely. we try at least, yeah. So this was a question about what does it need from a technical perspective to g- request the business scenario recommendations. Then if you decide to go into doing the deep dive, Mm -hmm. um, there is the requirement that you need to have Solution Manager Mm -hmm. 7.2, and then in Solution Manager 7.2, you need to have, um, to implement or to activate and configure the um, business process improvement suite. Mm -hmm. Technically speaking, there are some requirements, again, with regards to the ST APIs, Mm -hmm. but Nothing dramatic. Mm -hmm. However, the business process improvement suite is available to customers on SAP enterprise support or PSLE product support for large enterprise. So it's not available for standard support customers. The good news is um, for enterprise support customers, there is a service, a CQC, a continuous quality Mm -hmm. check, Um, Where as part of the support agreement, SAP implements and configures one of the KPI trees, one of the nine KPI trees that are today. If you want to have all nine KPI trees together with a drill down assisted by SAP, um, we are currently piloting a service um, which will be just very few days um, at very low cost where um, customers can request the service and then an SAP colleague will connect to the solution manager of the customer, do all the configuration, and then in the second step there will be a readout or a drill-down session. The SAP process expert, experts from the customer side, they go together, they do the drill-down, the root cause analysis, and they identify where there are um, maybe Possible process deficiencies that can be addressed with a certain S4HANA
0: capability. Uh, which makes absolutely sense. When you are going on S4HANA, um, mm. I'm not a really fan of the pure, let's say, 100% conversion. Uh, where you absolutely do not change on purpose anything. Of course, mm-hmm. you always have to change. There is nothing like a 100% uh, purely conversion because uh, you have some minimum amounts of technical needed changes there. But um, if you are not working on your... Uh, even if you do not want to implement innovations, um, mm-hmm. when when is a better time than exactly that to work maybe at some glitches you may have in your... A process landscape.
1: Uh, I think what happens and also out of our experience, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is um, b- many or some of the projects are predominantly IT driven. Mm-hmm. And they start with the philosophy of let me get onto the new me, yeah, as mm-hmm. an IT manager or CIO, yeah. let me get onto the new platform, um, and nothing should change for the user. In reality, what happens then is two things. Number one is they find out that some things indeed do change for the user. But secondly, they also find out that um, they cannot get the budget for this, right? Because, of course, this costs money. The project already costs money. And, of course, um, it's not like 10 or 15 years ago where, where... um, you could justify such a thing just by IT. And, and Today, business executives and business users will ask, why are we spending that money? What's in it for me? Yeah. Yeah? And also as an IT head, if you have the budget, congratulations, but, but in nine out of the ten cases you don't have the budget or you cannot justify it only by saying, yes, I'm going to do a technical platform migration for you so you need to provide the business users with benefits and you you need to make it tangible mm-hmm. for them and this is where the business scenario recommendations hopefully help
0: absolutely um two, two more things um, which come into my mind because when we say or when we talk about that this r- report is able to show the let's say delta between a and b mm-hmm. um A question which may arise, of course, is um, so does it also take like set coding or modifications into account? Uh, Not directly. Um, So what
1: we do is we look into the question of what are you using today, Mm -hmm. but also what are you not using today. Mm -hmm. So one of the components of the report is um, the following. We spoke with our colleagues from product management and from solution management. Mm -hmm. And we asked them, for every line of business that is covered in S4 HANA, what are the core or the most important functionalities? Mm -hmm. So they gave us a list of 20, 30 functionalities which they consider as the most important ones in S4 HANA. Mm -hmm. Many of them actually exist already in ERP, Mm -hmm. at least by name, or, have, or are improving or replacing functionality that exists in ERP. So what we do in the next step is we take this list of the 20, 30 most important capabilities and we are looking at what is the customer using today mm-hmm. and to what intensity. And by the way, we're also looking at what are all other customers from this industry using today. So
0: it is uh, like... There
1: is a clear industry focus. In there is a clear industry focus. Okay, perfect. Focus, mm-hmm. yeah? And um, what what we then tell the customers, look, we as SAP believe that these are the twenty most important functionalities. We see that out of the or or process parts that are covered, we see that out of these twenty, we can find usage for twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you using? What are you doing with the others? Yeah. So in finance, for example, we would say. Um, we find that you use accounts receivable, accounts payable, etc. Um, we don't see financial shared service management being used, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is an important functional. How are you doing financial shared services management today, mm-hmm. yeah? Or we don't see that product costing mm-hmm. is used. H- how are you doing this today? No. And the, the the customer may say, well, we're doing this completely outside of SAP. Yeah, we're doing this in Excel or in some other software, et cetera. Or they may say we're doing this in ERP, but we have we have custom built everything. Mm-hmm. In both cases, this is the beginning of a discussion about wh- why actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and maybe you had to custom build this ten years ago because the required functionality was not available, and maybe it is available today. Yeah. yeah? very often it's also and I mean Alex you've done enough projects yourself right so very often it's when you start digging about why it is in a certain way the answer is yes because we've been doing it like this for 20 years. We've always done it like always that. Always done it exactly. and, and it was some limitation in the R3 mm-hmm. system yeah, yeah. and uh, when we migrated to ERP we continued it and now we so today th- also thanks to the Fiori app also, thanks to the fact that we can make it easier, more convenient for the user, etc., um, and that we can also include the casual mm-hmm. user, um, I think we have a chance. We as SAP and our customers have a chance to get closer to the standard mm-hmm. and therefore reduce their operational cost.
0: Streamline. Uh, uh,
1: uh, streamline. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, provide this functionality to more users in their company, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et
0: this is beautiful, um, but the BSR is not the only tool that you have in your portfolio. The BSR is not the only tool that we have in our portfolio. There's a couple
1: more. Yeah. So the one thing is, after the BSR, there's, as I said before, the 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 business scenario combination. The main audience is the the executive. Mm -hmm. And this is how the content is structured and the recommendations are structured and the the layout etc. appeals to the executive. Mm -hmm. But what the report also contains is links for the expert. Mm -hmm. So for example for every one of the functionalities that we recommend with a click of a button you end up in the respective Fiori apps. Mm -hmm. So not the if, you, if today you go into the Fiori apps library, there's another 11,000 Fiori apps, you get lost. Out of the business scenario recommendations, you click on the button and you see the these Fiori apps which are attached or helping you with the respective functionality that you were looking at. Mm-hmm. Or you say for the expert now, I want to really dig deeper and understand how this thing works, you know. So the BSR, the business scenario recommendations will tell the head of manufacturing mm-hmm. that the beautiful thing is in MRP, yeah, today you have demand-driven MRP and um, the new cockpits, etc. The expert will say, show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from there they can go into the detailed view where they will end up in information like the process models the configuration guides, the test scripts, super duper detailed stuff that no executive cares about and will never understand, but is crucial for the expert in order to evaluate um, the effect. The effect exactly. Mm-hmm. This is the one thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this was not the core of your question. No,
0: <laughs> the, it starts with a P. <laughs> <laughs> um, for customers who um, who
1: are already running on S4 HANA mm-hmm. or for customers who are still running their ERP mm-hmm. and will continue running their ERP for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So in other words, those customers who are either not looking at the business scenario recommendations because it's not imminent at the moment or because they are have it already behind them. We have another tool, another report, which is called the Pathfinder. The Pathfinder comes in uh, two flavors. One is the Pathfinder for ERP. Mm -hmm. The other is the Pathfinder for S4 Mm -hmm. HANA. What the Pathfinder does is um, it looks at the question of how can you get most out of what you have today? Mm -hmm. So keep in mind, business scenario recommendations Mm -hmm. is the use case. I want to go from ERP to S4 HANA. Why should I do this and what do I get? Mm -hmm. The Pathfinder is out of what I have today, how can I, how can I get most out of it? So specifically for customers who migrated or moved to S4 HANA two, three years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, what we do is um, we show them the delta functionality between the release that they're currently running and the most up-to-date release. Mm-hmm. So example, I have a customer, and they, they, they moved to S4 HANA in early 2017, mm-hmm. they're running 1610, yeah, release 1610, and the question is what's new in 1809 or soon in 1909? What's the difference between the releases and more importantly, out of these differences what is it that is relevant for me? Mm-hmm. So this is what the Pathfinder answers. Yeah? Out of the delta between where you are technically today mm-hmm. and what the most up-to-date is, mm-hmm what is most relevant for you in terms of S4HANA functionality, Mm -hmm. in terms of SAP Fiori apps. Mm -hmm. What the Pathfinder also looks into is process performance Mm -hmm. and IT performance. Mm -hmm. So the Pathfinder looks into questions like um, where is it that your processes still don't work today? Keep in mind that a few or many, many of the projects were done with a minimal functional change. Yeah. Like, as we said, not 100% pure technical migration, mm-hmm. but we still do have customers who... Um,
0: who want to do that first. Who
1: want to do that exactly. first, exactly. Yeah. And who, For these customers, then the immediate next question is, what can I do more? Mm-hmm. Yeah? And for them, the, the pathfinder for S4 HANA is the right thing.
0: I can tell you... Um, from, from my um, perspective, um, why I ha- think the Pathfinder is very charming, you know, you know the basic difference between, let's say, a brownfield slash conversion and a greenfield is that um, you do things vice versa. In a greenfield, you do first the optimization and all the analysis and all the stuff, and then you do the technical stuff. In a conversion slash brownfield, you do it exactly the opposite. You first want to do... The um, technical migration, and then, which I hope it always will be the consequence after this, is then you want to go into the optimization, into the, let's say, where what what can I get out of the system? Um, because for some customers, say, is um, as, as obvious this to them that of course a greenfield um, hmm. may get more horsepower to the street. Uh, they want to see like. Um, or they say I will get the image much easier for me if I am at that technological level Mm -hmm. and can start from there. So the pathfinder then can be the tool in that case when I have made that step to guide me through which innovations, which new functionalities Mm -hmm. and so on can be those I should look into first because they gave me the most tangible um, amount of uh, innovation in that case.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. And it helps strengthen the... um, the position of the IT department within the company, um, because they can come and really show what additional value can be created, mm-hmm. where this could be, um, and and it allows you to go incrementally mm-hmm. in your improvements. You don't need to do the big bang like you would do in a in a greenfield, which is r- a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, similarly, for customers who are today on ERP, mm-hmm. yeah, and who say, you know what. Um, I will go to S4 HANA for sure, but in 2020, I, st- I, I really don't have the capacity because I have other projects which are more urgent, running, etc. Still, I want to prepare myself. Yeah. So I'm not going to migrate next year or I'm not going to move next year. What can I do in between? Yeah. And this is where also the Pathfinder, by the way, together with the readiness check, yeah. Again again, mm-hmm. yeah yes. will mm-hmm. give you indications of a lot of stuff that you can do before you move. Mm-hmm. this could be, for example, um, to clean up a lot of old, unused data mm. in your system, mm-hmm. backlog data, etc yeah if if I stay with the again, the example of the overdue invoices um, Sometimes you look into the system and you see that there are invoices which are overdue for two, three, five years. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, I would assume that this is data garbage mm-hmm. yeah, that can be eliminated, that you don't want to do during the project, start now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another case is on the IT side, yeah. when you look at database growth compared to others or you look at security topics, yeah, how many how many users with an SAP all authorization do I have? Or again, you you, you, you look at that code mm-hmm. yeah use that code, unuse that code, etc. These are things that you can start cleaning up already in the in preparation of a future project. I've actually seen customers um, who who start deploying Fiori apps on ERP in order to increase the buy-in from the business users. So what they have done is um, they picked one line of business or within one line of business, one department and started working with them and showing them the Fiori apps. And With this they created the appetite. Mm -hmm. And then the users said, wow, can't we do more? And they said, yes, but not on the current platform. um, this is also something that you that you would find, yeah. Um, again, especially for customers where it's clear that they will not migrate um, or move this year, next year, etc. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but the, the charming thing in that case, of course, is um, what I, from my project management mm-hmm. past, is uh, the let's say the transparency concerning your set codes, because set codes is mostly um, the dis- discussion what kind of set codes you should take with you is in so many cases emotionally driven. (laughs) Um, Even because uh, something like a set transaction exists is in many cases something like a proof that this is necessary. And you do not have really a or really facts. If mm-hmm. if it's still like that, and um, to have something like a clear picture and an honest picture of, uh, do you still use that, or is it still necessary? And then can like say, okay, even if it's maybe necessary but badly mm-hmm. new used, uh, what alternatives do I have, like in fury and so on? It can be really helpful mm-hmm. to get these, let's say, discussion into a. Um, direction which is much more rational and um, correct, brings it to the, your goal.
1: Keep in mind that the Pathfinder will not answer all these questions, but mm-hmm. it will point you into this direction. It is a discussion starter. Um, there are then the tools and services after this, like if we talk about the custom code, there's a lot of services from SAP Enterprise Support or also SAP Consulting to help you with the analysis of the custom code and uh, we all know that on average two-thirds of the custom code is not used. Yeah, that, that sleeps somewhere in the system. But even if you u- look at the used custom code, we, we have this as one of the KPIs in the, in the um, Pathfinder report with benchmarks, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, one of the things that we look at is out of all the dialog steps that are executed in your system, how many of these belong to Z transactions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is benchmarked against what others in your industry are doing. And we have customers where this was an eye-opener in the sense that um, we looked at them and we said, well, the median in your industry is that, let's say, 15% of all Dialog steps um, are uh, belonging to Z code. The best ones in your industry are maybe at 6 or 7%. Your company is at 26%. And of course, every company will say we are different and we cannot be compared, etc. of course. But still, right? So there's a difference between 6 and 26%. And this merits the start of a discussion at least.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I'm really grateful that you uh, were so honest to say, of course, it does not give you all the answers but points you into the right direction because... um there still is that need for absolutely unartificial intelligence in those projects because what, of course, these tools cannot deliver is the match with your strategy Mm -hmm. and that's what you should do, of course. You you should use this kind of guidance and match it to your strategy, what you have in mind for your company, for your landscape, for the next three to maybe five years, Mm -hmm. where you want to be, what your users demand from you, what we discussed uh, today in the morning, a new generation of people is coming as a workforce mm-hmm. into the company. They have completely different demands that have to be fulfilled, Correct. of course. And um, But but to to guide those kinds of discussions, yeah, those tools are a great help, and the feedback we get um, are, are really positive about this. So um, um, they are definitely something you should, if you are planning to go to S4, should take a look around. I have to look at the time. Mm-hmm. because uh, as great as this good discussion is um, we have to come to an end. Is there something what you want to give like as um, let's say a wrap up as mm-hmm. best practice recommendation when you are as a customer in that situation of which steps do first and then mm-hmm. do what as some kind of conclusion
1: So I would I would give two conclusions actually one for the case where you are, thinking about moving to S4 HANA, mm-hmm. my recommendation would be start with the business now recommendations. Mm-hmm. wwws 4 hanacom This is where you can order it. The business now recommendations will help you to set the scene, mm-hmm. especially with your business users and business executives, mm-hmm. to understand where is the potential. It's just a door opener. It's just the framing. Yeah. After this You will do the drill downs with the experts um, in your company with the experts from SAP, the pre-sales colleagues, the business process experts, etc. Secondly, you will then continue with doing the technical assessment with the readiness check tool and you will start building your landscape with the transformation navigator These, I would say, are the core tools. There's a fourth one, which is the Value Lifecycle Manager, which will help you with your business case. But I would say this is a little bit the the set, right? You start with the business scenario recommendations, and then you move over. Um, That's the one thing. The second thing is the Pathfinder, which, again, is the continuous mode. Pathfinder, sap.com slash Pathfinder is where you can order it. Both the ERP version and the S4 version, sap.com slash Pathfinder. I would recommend that you do this every quarter or whenever you have a planning round for your strategy. What we see customers doing this regularly mm-hmm. and they use it as an input um, to say, okay, what are we going to do the next 12 months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, sometimes also what we have, have we achieved? Yeah, they look at the evolution of the KPIs or they look at the at the evolution of how much they have implemented, et cetera. Um, And because both reports are free of charge for those customers who are on SAP maintenance and because the effort to request them is so minimal, Mm -hmm. I can only say just go and do it, but then sit down with the business folks in your company and identify where the value is for you and for the business colleagues and design your roadmap based on this.
0: Thank you very much about that. Is there something um, or when people want to follow what you are doing Mm -hmm. because they like what you said um, where do they have the possibility to do that? Are you active on LinkedIn or something like that?
1: So you can find me on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. Um, you should follow the SAP DBS channel also on mm-hmm. LinkedIn where we have um, and other than this uh, again it's the website sap.com mm-hmm. slash BSR or s4hana.com which is the same or sap.com slash Pathfinder where you will find the latest and greatest.
0: Perfect. Vasilius, thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. It was great fun. Same very here. insightful. Alright. Thank, thank you. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.